Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at the top quick service restaurants at Walt Disney World and buy, hold, and sell the restaurants we like. Final episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions or episode ideas, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. If you could also like and subscribe to us on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So this will be our last episode of 2023. Just a heads up to people. Of course, if you're listening in the future, you don't care about that. But the next week, we'll be taking the week off. Not sure if we'll release an old episode, re-release an old episode, or just uh, leave it blank. But uh, yes, thank you for a great 2023, everyone. Before we get started, we have a new Patreon supporter to thank. Leslie, it's been a little bit of a while. So Leslie, who we got? We are thanking Steve H. Thanks to everybody who supported us over these years. We're always glad to welcome new folks into the fold. If you want to find out about how you can support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. All right. So what we're going to do today is back in episode 291, we did buy, sell, hold for the top three restaurants, table service restaurants, kind of in different locations around Walt Disney World. And I thought that a nice thing to do to close the year out was to do the same thing, but with quick service restaurants, because, you know, table service restaurants, you have to make the reservations and things like that. But also a lot of times, you know, and I would say realistically, I don't know about you, Leslie, but I don't plan my day around quick service restaurants. A lot of times I'm just eating on the go and I'll just eat at wherever, even if it's not amazing. But I feel like if you can get one of the better quick service restaurants, it does make the day feel a little bit better. Yeah, I totally agree. There are a couple of quick service restaurants that I want to make sure that I hit, but definitely not even one in every park. So it's definitely worth knowing where those places are that you can pop in, even if you're not planning on it, and still get something that is good that you enjoy and also that is good because honestly, not every quick service restaurant at Walt Disney World really has particularly palatable food. It's theme park food. Yes. And the really tricky thing is if you're like trying to get your kids vegetables while eating theme park food, it is it is really hard. And unfortunately, I mean, that might be a whole episode in and of itself, where to find vegetables at Walt Disney World, living with the land, but don't jump off. But, you know, let's talk about quick service. So just a 
quick reminder, what we did is Touring Plans has dining reviews, and people give thumbs up, thumbs down to restaurants. And we just took the top three, and we're going to do the four theme parks today. We'll do a quick nod to hotels and stuff like that, but there's so many quick services at hotels, it's just, you know, it's impossible to go through. But we took the four main theme parks, took the top three rated restaurants from Touring Plans, and then what we're going to do is we're going to buy, sell, or hold these restaurants. So... Buy means like this is the restaurant that we are going to go to and return to consistently, like every time we're in the park. Hold is, you know, it's worth visiting once or we might just go once and that's it just to try it. And sell is sell. We're, we're not we're not touching that one just to make it a little bit difficult for ourselves. Of course, as far as the ratings go, all restaurants that we're going to be talking about from these top three from Touring Plants are well liked by Touring Plans users. And you can go back to episode 291 if you want to hear a little bit about how that Touring Plans rating system works. Oh, and then the other thing that I want to note is we're going to have some honorable mentions because I felt like we needed to do some sort of criteria. And, you know, I just arbitrarily decided like to eliminate restaurants that only have like one real food option and eliminate things that are just like only pastries or desserts and things like that. Like those technically qualify as quick service restaurants. And there are some that are higher rated than the restaurants we're going to talk about. But I kind of narrowed it down to restaurants where you have at least three or four choices and, you know, kids meals and, you know, there's a variety because most families are not going to, some will, but most families are not just going to eat like a Danish for lunch. Speak for yourself, Joe. No, no, I don't. I totally agree. You want to have restaurants where, especially if you've got a family, I've got picky eaters that, you know, my kids are not going to have to eat the same thing that I'm eating because that's, that's rare. All right. Well, why don't we dive in and start with Magic Kingdom? I know we have a few honorable mentions that you and I both love. So, so what are those, Joe? So the one that I love, and this is one of the highest rated, is Sleepy Hollow. This is right outside Liberty Square as you're coming from the hub. And they have a really great spicy chicken waffle sandwich. It's really good. I really love it. It is enough for a meal. If everyone in your family is willing to eat a spicy chicken waffle sandwich, then you should definitely try it. In general, though, my family will not eat that. And I kind of think of it as more like a snack. I mean, it's enough for a meal, but... When I get them these days, it's normally like I'm swinging by and having like a, a second lunch. It's 11 C's, as it were. So Sleepy Hollow is one of the big ones. And the other one I haven't been to, actually, Leslie, except for, for a trick-or-treat trail during the Halloween party. But Gaston's Tavern is like very well-liked. Yeah, I don't think I've eaten there either, but I know my whole family has. They did on one trip where I separated from them for something media, and my my dad especially really, really liked Gaston. So two thumbs up from Leslie's dad, but have not tried it myself, at least that I can remember. Highly rated, though. It is mostly pastries and stuff like that. There was one maybe two actual food items, but I can't remember what it is right now. So, you know, those are the honorable mention at Magic Kingdom. Oh, I should also say that we didn't include like carts and things like that. I know people really love the spring roll cart on the entrance to Adventureland coming from the main hub, main street hub. Those I hear are pretty good cheeseburger spring rolls, I think are the ones people really like, but you know, we're not, we're not including snack carts either. Okay. So the three restaurants at Magic Kingdom are Columbia Harbor House, Casey's Corner, 
Those both have a rating of 91% from Touring Plans users. And then the last one is Friar's Nook, which I must admit I have never been to. So buy, hold, sell. What are you visiting once? What are you visiting all the time? What are you getting rid of here? I felt like at least for sell, it was pretty easy here. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to be the same on this, Joe, as my guests. Buy for me is Columbia Harbor House. Hold for me is Casey's Corner and sell is Friar's Nook. So Columbia Harbor House is one of my favorite quick service restaurants anywhere at Walt Disney World. I love that it's got seafood. That's something that you can't get necessarily in every place. I love that it's a giant indoor space with awesome air conditioning. (laughs) That's a place that we say is like a really great break for your family. So it's kind of like closer to, to me. The atmosphere is more like a table service restaurant a little bit, and you get more of a break. So, you know, as opposed to those those quick service restaurants that are more like closer to the end of the spectrum of snack carts. So this to me is a real meal, and the menu is diverse enough that you can find some stuff for your kids who are picky eaters. Grownups can get seafood if they really are into seafood, and you can get that break. And Casey's Corner gets the hold for me. Because, I mean, it is a classic and the atmosphere is great, themed to be ballpark food. But these are really great and and unique hot dogs and things like that. But it's still ultimately hot dogs (laughs) and French fries and like chili and things like that. So you may not feel coming away from it necessarily all that great all the time. But but it is a classic. So so worth it to me. And then Friars Nook, like you, I don't recall that I've ever eaten there. It's one of those things that you see. It's there in Fantasyland, kind of in the thick of things. And I'm usually wanting to escape that part of Fantasyland. I don't know about you. Same. It feels like so crowded around there. And the seating is all kind of outside. So I don't love it. In fact, I've never stopped. I I feel like there's a soft serve place like nearby that I may I may have stopped there. But yeah, Friar Snook is definitely my cell. And yeah, we have the exact same. There's not a lot of great choices at Magic Kingdom that it feels like the most theme park food of the Disney theme parks. Columbia Harbor House is definitely my buy. We're always there. They used to have broccoli, which was better vegetable-wise. Now it's green beans. So two of my three kids eat it instead of just one out of the three. And yeah, Casey's Corner, you know, I like their hot dogs, but I find like the buns is too much bread for me. And my kids are kind of over their hot dog phase. The French fries are really good. But also Casey's Corner, you know, the other thing to kind of think about is just how crowded it feels, especially, you know, you really, of course, if you can, should eat early or later to avoid crowds. Out of these three restaurants, Columbia Harbor House feels the least crowded as well, which is another reason why it's my buy. Casey's Corner can get really nuts, especially when it's hot and people don't want to sit outside. Columbia Harbor House, just quick tip for those, you may have heard it before on this podcast, but there's a second floor of seating and it's typically much quieter up there. So, That does it for Magic Kingdom. Next on the list, I had Hollywood Studios. Wanted to give Ronto Roasters an honorable mention. There's really only one thing to eat there, pita wraps. And, you know, special shout out to the breakfast wrap, which has eggs, grilled pork sausage, cheddar in a sauce in the pita bread. Ronto Roasters is quite good and can get a little messy, but in the good way, food-wise. So really like Ronto Roasters. And then I did also want to give a quick mention because it's like a little bit of a hybrid between table service and quick service. Or, it, well, 
let me just rephrase. It's a bar, but Baseline Tap House is very popular at Hollywood Studios, and it didn't make it into our table service recommendation. So thought I would throw it in here. So what are the three restaurants that are top rated at Turing Plants here in Hollywood Studios, Leslie? All right, three restaurants we're ranking are Woody's Lunchbox, which is in Toy Story Land, of course, Docking Bay 7 in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and ABC Commissary, which, what section of the park is that called, Joe? I don't even know. Right there in the middle. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. I call that walkway between <laughs> <laughs> between the front of the park and Star Tours, or I just, that's how I think of it, you know, and okay. Galaxy's Edge. That's walkway to Muppets. That's that's what I think of. No, no. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably some road, not Sunset Boulevard, obviously, you know, someone, someone will write in and tell us what that is. But yeah, so those are okay. the three options. I'll go first this time. I have, I, you know, this was a little bit tougher, but I ended up buying Docking Bay 7, holding Woody's Lunchbox, and selling ABC Commissary. Honestly, I used to love ABC Commissary. They used to have this, you could get like fried shrimp or fish. I can't remember, some fried seafood and fried chicken nuggets. There was this like combo meal that I really liked and my kids liked it too. They've changed the menu. And since they've changed the menu, I've just been less interested in the menu. And so I may just be unfairly holding it against ABC Commissary, but that's definitely my sell. And then it came between Woody's Lunchbox and Docking Bay 7. And the reason why I decided to hold Docking Bay 7 is there's a little bit more variety in food, but just in terms of like Woody's Lunchbox, all the seating's outside and it's always a mess. It seems impossible to find seating. Docking Bay 7 is crowded too, but it just doesn't feel like impossible. And so I feel like as an experience overall, Docking Bay 7 is a little bit better. And I like the, I think it's the rib there or short rib or something like that. I've had that and that's pretty good. So buy Docking Bay, hold Woody's Lunchbox, definitely love the tachos. And so that's worth trying at least once maybe to go and selling ABC commissary. How about you? All right. I am going to buy Woody's Lunchbox, hold Docking Bay 7 and sell ABC commissary. And this was really hard for me because I feel like none of these three restaurants are as good to me as say a Columbia Harbor house. So this was a little bit harder. None of these are ones that I'm like going out of my way to eat at in Hollywood studios. I'm much more likely to head to 50s primetime or sci-fi drive-in, something like that, because those are restaurants that I especially enjoy and maybe not the hardest reservations in the world to get if you plan a little bit. So I'm not eating at any of these places necessarily a ton of the time. Woody's Lunchbox gets top, top pick for me because I really love the tachos. <laughs> and I, I just sort of like the whimsical nature. I agree. The seating with is a mess. The seating is a mess. And you're often elbow to elbow with people and not able to get a spot to see, sit. And it can be hot if it's summertime. So I'm not eating there like peak summertime. But if it's a cooler time of year and I'm eating at an off time, it's a great place to get kind of a quicker meal. Docking Bay 7 probably would have been top of my list a while ago, back when Galaxy's Edge opened. But it's just fallen off. They've contracted the menu. Not as many things as there used to be when Galaxy's Edge first opened. And is it still closed for breakfast at, at World? Because it definitely is closed for breakfast at land. So that was a big bummer to me. Yes, there's a no breakfast menu online, so I assume that means it's not open for breakfast right now. 
Yeah, so that's a bummer because I really did enjoy the breakfast there back in the good old days. So ABC Commissary is getting the sell for, for me because I agree with you. I, I, I don't really know at any given point what it serves. It changes the menu and it doesn't have a theme or, you know, just reliability to me. I mean, there's always something edible there, but there's nothing special there. So I might get like a cupcake or a snack, but I'm not really making my way there for a meal. Yeah, current menu is shrimp tacos, chicken club sandwich, Mediterranean salad, tacos. Yeah, I, I mean, just it's, it's not moving the needle for me. I feel like uh, the reason why a lot of people eat there is because it's on that thoroughfare whose name we can't come up with. But it is it is a connecting you know walkway between two places, and it's I mean the seating's indoors, so you can definitely stay cool in the summer and things like that. But I find myself if I'm going to quick service. I, I guess this is honorable mention, not necessarily, but we go to Backlot Express a lot just because it's like consistent chicken fingers and it's a little bit quieter because it's all the way towards the back. Although, of course, when the Indiana Jones stunt show spectacular is going on, you got to hear a lot of gunfire and explosions. But yeah, I Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom both, I don't know, well, like we said at the beginning, all these quick service, nothing is nothing's really blowing us away, except maybe at Animal Kingdom, which is definitely much more interesting and has a lot more variety when it comes to food options. First of all, in honorable mention, highest rated, I think Epcot might've been like this as well. Definitely one of the other parks. Starbucks is the highest rated quick quick service restaurant at Animal Kingdom. Just tragic. Oh, America. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very highly rated though. So, I mean, I guess that means that the coffee comes out quickly. I don't know, but I I don't drink Starbucks. So honorable mention to Starbucks and that's a little bit funny. And I want to give an honorable mention to Mr. Kamal's curry fries or Mr. Kamal's. I don't know if it's technically a quick service restaurant or like a counter, like a snack cart or whatever, but they have these curry fries or these fries with like curry seasoning on them and curry flavored ketchup. Love it. Very, very, very good. Never tried it, Joe. All right, well, let's go through the three restaurants that we're choosing between and among. Satuli Canteen, Flame Tree Barbecue, and Harambe Market. So why don't you tell folks just a little bit about those those three? Yeah, I mean, this bear a little bit of describing. So Satuli Canteen is in Pandora. It is, let's say, the easiest way to think about it is it's like Chipotle but only if you're getting bowls. So you're getting like a protein, starch, and some kind of sauce on it. It's not like Mexican necessarily. There's like a chimichurri sauce, a chili garlic sauce. So just, and I think maybe like a garlic-based sauce. You kind of can mix mix and match the proteins and the starch and the sauce that you get. And there's some like Asian inspiration there too. Uh, They put boba, so the tapioca balls, they add that to various, you know, in random places, they'll add them as part of your meal. They have these cheeseburger stuffed bao buns that I know your son really likes. And so that's Satuli Canteen. Flame Street Barbecue, that's mostly barbecue food. And Harambe Market is, you know, it used to have a lot more options, but now Harambe Market is mainly, again, rice bowls. There's lamb and beef kofta pita, but Harambe used to be a lot better. So those are the three restaurants. What are you buying, holding, and selling, Leslie? All right. 
I think there's no surprise here. I am buying Satuli Canteen. You and I have both sung its praises many, many times. I think it's just a great location in Pandora, great people watching, but then the food sort of, it's it's exotic, but not so exotic that my kids won't eat it. And so I give it two thumbs up for pushing the boundaries a little bit, but in ways that like the Florida middle America audience can still can still enjoy. And then I'm going to hold Harambe Market because I do, it is one of those places where you can get a vegetable on your rice bowl. And I do love my rice bowls. So that's a great place to get something just maybe a little bit more quickly. And, you know, it is outdoor seating. So not as, as great as the Thule Canteen where you can get the AC. And then finally, I'm going to sell Flame Tree Barbecue because... As you'll see, (laughs) by the time we get to the end of this episode, there's a lot of barbecue in Walt Disney World, and it's not particularly memorable necessarily. I'm a Southern girl, and I can find better barbecue than Flame Tree. Fascinating, fascinating. So I actually bought Flame Tree Barbecue. I think, you know, I don't know. We just have, have consistently had good experiences there. The seating is outside. That's probably the downside to it. But if you get a good seat, you get to look over the water and every once in a while, like a flotilla will go by. It used to be a great place to watch Kite Tales, RIP. You know, you will be missed, Kite Tales. But I really like the food there and I find, oh, we should have said this at the top. And this is not a Disney do or don't because we said it like a million times. Mobile order everything. They've been improving their mobile order. And so I find with Flame Tree Barbecue, I can mobile order, show up pick it up and it's like a little bit winding of a winding maze in the back but there's plenty of seating and so i found that you've been able to sit there and it's kind of in a central location so i've also just hung out there like while waiting for the other half of my party to finish up and things like that so buying flame cheap barbecue honestly i like the food at satuli canteen better which is my hold however my kids I, i i actually do not understand why they don't like the food at Satuli Canteen. On paper, they should really enjoy the food there. And normally, with my kids, what they should enjoy on paper should, in real life, you know, work out. But for some reason, it doesn't. They will eat it. They won't, like, complain or, like, push it away or anything like that. But um, Satuli Canteen, I don't know. They, they don't love it. So I'm only holding that and going there once or every once in a while. I will say also... This is you know deep cut right here, but a shout out to Satuli Canteen. You can refill your soda there. So if you're going to buy a $4.29 or whatever it is right now, Diet Coke, if you go to Satuli Canteen, you can at least refill it. And it's not like at the hotels where they have the weird RFID chip that like limits your number of refills. Okay, we're going to... Going too deep in the woods here. And then Harambe Market, you know, I just used to enjoy it a lot more when there's a lot more variety. And so this is another one of those quick service restaurants, which, you know, who knows, by the time you're listening to this, the menu might have changed again. But because of that, I'm selling that one. Although, special shout out to Harambe Market. Can you tell we spent a lot of time in Animal Kingdom? But special shout out to Harambe Market. If you get a good seat in the back, you can watch the train go by, the train that's going to Conservation Station. And, you know, my son, big fan. Trains are very important in the Chung household, so I, I I understand. All right, well, why don't we close it out with Epcot, our favorite park. And uh, I have to say, Epcot is going to be tough for me because I'm always eating festival food there. I'm, I'm almost never eating quick service food there. So so why don't you start us off, Joe? I know we have some honorable mentions to, to start with. Yes, 
First, if you listen to episode 291, Mia Culpa from us, in that episode at, at Epcot, we spoke about Le Cellier like it was a French restaurant. It's We know it's in Canada. I think our brains were thinking French, French-Canadian cuisine and stuff like that. You know, I mean, the French onion soup is French French inspired, but yes. So Mia culpa on that one. I know a bunch of you wrote in about that and uh, it's, uh, you know, 11, 12 episodes later is within the statute of limitations for retraction, but uh, yeah. So honorable mentions, Yorkshire County fish shop, 93%, very highly rated and people love it. Just didn't feel right putting it on the list because like you can only get fish and chips there. Like that's it. I don't, I don't even know if there's like a fish sandwich, but like, it just didn't seem like enough variety, but you know, people really do love going there. I mean, we love it so much that once we were staying at the boardwalk and, you know, got two orders to go and just to bring back to the boardwalk and eat in our hotel room, you may have heard the story before, but only one of those orders made it back. And it's not because it was eaten. It's because it fell on the floor on the way between Epcot and the boardwalk. But the other thing that kind of surprised me, but maybe it's just, you know, my family's bias. Like I, like I just said, what, my kids should eat on paper. They generally eat. Katsura Grill only got an 85% rating from Turing Plants users. Very low. I don't know. My kids, they'll eat the chicken teriyaki. They'll eat the noodles. They're super happy there. That's where we go the most when we eat at quick service restaurants at Epcot. But I don't know. Same, same. That's really surprising to me too. And maybe this has to do with our biases, Joe. I mean, I love Asian food being living in the San Francisco Bay Area and, you know, you're obviously Asian, so maybe that's yes. our, our, I don't know. <laughs> Me, an Asian, Leslie, an honorary Asian, you know, maybe, maybe we're too biased to uh, Ketsura. <laughs> maybe we're too biased to Ketsura Grill. But uh, let's talk about the three restaurants that are there. Le Hal Boulangerie Patisserie. Don't know if my French accent is any good. I do know for sure that this rest or this quick service restaurant is in France. Its menu, it's like what you would imagine at a French bakery, like a lot of ham and cheese sandwiches, croque monsieur, croissant type things to eat, you know, lots of desserts there as well. That's all the way in the back of France. Regal Eagle, which is American barbecue, American pavilion, and then La Cantina de San Angel, which is Mexican food, at quick service Mexican food in Mexico. So buy, sell, hold. What do you got here, Leslie? This was hard because like I said, I don't eat quick service at Epcot, except for apparently Katsura Grill. <laughs> so I don't think that I've tried any of these. And to be fair, Regal Eagle is new. So that's that's a reason I haven't eaten there. But I haven't eaten in any of these, at least in recent memory. So just sort of going off the menu and what I know about the restaurants, I am going to buy Regal Eagle. And after looking at the menu, I, I this is the better barbecue, the more interesting barbecue place to me because it is like has the variety of different barbecues from across the South, different flavors. There's North Carolina barbecue. I'm going to have to try it out because that's where my family's from and make sure it's authentic. So Regal Eagle and beer. So, you know, it's very, very American and I will try that. La Cantina is going to be my hold because, you know, good Mexican food always does it for me. And I will, I'll give that a try at some point in time. And then I guess I'm on record now about not liking things French. So Leal Boulangerie is my cell. But I, that said, I do, I do like a good, like 
baguette with ham and cheese on it. So you can get that there. So there's something redeeming for me at that restaurant, I think. What about you, Joe? Yeah, so this these three are going to be very like Chung family related. So I'll start with my cell. My cell is La Cantina de San Angel, mainly because like it's really hard to do Mexican food without cheese. And then my daughter has a dairy allergy. She does like to eat tacos and stuff like that, but they, my kids don't love soft tacos. And so, you know, the thing that I love to get there is nachos. And I will say that like, if you are drinking around the world, or if you are me having had half a serving of alcohol, either way, you know, that that's how, that's, that's how much I can handle. But, you know, eating a greasy plate of nachos is not, it's, it's, it's not the worst experience to, you know, eat it while you're drinking. So that, that is a lot of fun. And, and it's a really nice, you know, you're sitting on the water. It's a really great place to eat. Unfortunately, got to sell it because my kids aren't into the soft tacos and one of the kids can't even eat cheese. So that's, you know, just doesn't work for her. And then between Lehal and Regal Eagle, I I haven't been, but I feel like, again, going on paper, I really need to take my kids to eat in France because like ham and cheese baguettes or just ham baguettes for my dairy allergic daughter, ham with butter, she can eat butter. So she can get a, just ham and butter on, I don't know why she can eat butter. It's, it's technically, dirt. I, I'm not an allergist. I just know what works for her and what doesn't work for her. I think my kids would eat that stuff up. So I think I'm going to put that on my buy. And then my hold is Regal Eagle. The barbecue was pretty good. We enjoyed it. You can get watermelon there. The kids really love that. But, you know, like you said, barbecue is kind of, you can get, get anywhere. So that's kind of why that's going to be a hold. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the four parks. We ought to at least give a shout out to quick service at some of the hotels. Do you have a pick that we should be aware of? So I know we both like Captain Cook's at the Polynesian. Again, really good nachos there, pulled pork nachos. That's good. And then Asian-inspired food that both of our kids will eat. I hear a lot of good things about Primo Piatio, or is it Primo Piatio? Or I don't know. I'm not going to pronounce it. Primo something that starts with the letter P at the Riviera. I haven't gotten to it yet. But I hear good things about that. Other than that, I feel like hotel quick service, it's mostly the same. I will give a special uh, negative review to Beach and Yacht Club. Actually, that whole, you know, the table service restaurants at Beach, Yacht, and Boardwalk are pretty excellent. I find that the quick service options there are really lacking, as evidenced by us trying to walk two orders of fish and chips back to the Boardwalk. I mean, the Boardwalk's quick service restaurant, quote unquote, like, is it, it's not even, it's just like a, it's like a bakery that sells some food. So not the best options there. I mean, beach and yacht are okay, but nothing to really write home about. So yeah, those are the hotel options at Disney Springs, like Earl of Sandwich. I really like, we don't have it up here in Boston. So when we're in Disney Springs, we go there a lot. I do really want to try chicken guy. My friend Amy, who did a trip report last year, she was like raving about the chicken tenors at chicken guy. So I really want to try that guy Fieri's. Although surprisingly, chicken guy was not that highly rated by Turing plans users, but who knows, maybe they're, maybe they're all too busy going to the, there's a new raising canes in Orlando, Leslie. And I hear the lines have been crazy. All right, Joe. Well, that's a lot of, I'm hungry now. And I, <laughs> I want to plan some future visits to some of these restaurants that I haven't hit before. But why don't we close it out with a traditional Disney do or don't? What do you have for us? All right. So 
quick Disney do is Leslie, you've kind of said already, but at Epcot, don't feel like you need to go to a quick service restaurant, especially during a festival. There's going to be a lot of food on the carts or the booths that you're going to be able to eat. And you can definitely make a meal by eating your way around the world. My full Disney do is a very deep cut, Leslie. Jeremy from the old Backside of Magic podcast shared this tip with me. And just bear with me, Leslie. Okay. When you go to Animal Kingdom, all right, bring a sheet of aluminum foil. Go to Satuli Canteen. Get the Telu all beef hot dog. And it's like a hot dog that's wrapped in dough. It's very good. Unfortunately, milk allergen. So my daughter can't eat it, but it's very good. But Jeremy's tip, and he gave me permission to use it for Disney Do this week get the hot dog. Wrap it in aluminum foil, and then go somewhere in the Animal Kingdom that has proper fries to have a hot dog and fries. Like, way better than anything you're going to get at Casey's Corner. And I agree, because that hot dog is really good, but then you feel like you want fries with it. You know, maybe combine it with Mr. Kamal's curry fries, and then find a table to eat at. But bring some aluminum foil. Actually, Jeremy's tip in general, like, uh, I was hanging out with him once, and this 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 guy, so well-prepared, so backside of magic has like aluminum foil, gallon-sized plastic bags, things like that. He's always taking food to go. You know people like trying to bring food into the parks to eat? Well, Jeremy has mastered bringing food out of the parks. I thought that was a great tip. And now now I pack a little bit of aluminum foil when I go to Animal Kingdom. It works well, but you know it's a good combo. You want fries and a hot dog? You know, Just bring your aluminum foil, keep it warm until you get to Mr. Kamal's or wherever to get your fries. Flame Chew Barbecue has fries as well. That's an awesome tip, and I love the preparation. I am a Ziploc bag in my in my purse or backpack kind of girl, so maybe I need to add aluminum foil to that. And I, I got some ideas. Like, I want to take the Satouli Canteen hot dog back to my hotel room and have it be cold breakfast the next morning because I feel like that could be good too. It's that kind Ooh, of. Ooh, I wonder. Like, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Like, I wonder if the dough keeps. But I mean, it's worth trying. Since since you like that one so much, I'll give you his bonus one. He said it can be controversial. Take a Ronto wrap, top it with mac and cheese from Docking Face Seven. Okay, I just I, I have Jeremy's message up here, so I'll just quote it. Quote: Topping the Ronto wrap with Docking Bay mac and cheese is a more advanced and controversial maneuver. So uh, take that for what you will, everyone. But I, for one trust Jeremy implicitly with all things. So thanks, Jeremy, for your tips. And yeah, about the plastic bag. In Florida, your popcorn goes stale very quickly. So bring that gallon plastic bag and you'll keep your popcorn from going stale as fast. All right. That does it for us talking about quick service restaurants. This was a lot of fun, Leslie. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have quick service restaurants to recommend, we heard you all during the table service restaurant episode about Yak and Yeti. So we're, it's definitely on our list of things to try now. So if you have equivalent quick service restaurants to talk to us about, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter or on Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. You can also, of course, leave us a comment on our YouTube page now on this video. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you bringing an entire roll of aluminum foil because you don't want to get crinkly in your bag. Thanks, Jim.
developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.